Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We started this company. I don't like CM Punk. He started it. Just some of the lines that were edited out (laughs) of the elite return promo, it seems, on AEW Dynamite. But what does it mean? I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D.A.D. Welcome to this week's review of AEW Dynamite. Please, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of Dynamite. Shout at me for my correct opinions. Do you, do you want to have some of them uh, come up? They started already. Uh, here we go. What's the what was the one that I saw before we went live? I uh, which have is to that? Tell me these. <laughs> um, I know Ollie has some opinions about AEW. However, I can't let him get away with saying that AEW haven't reported anything on Hangman. Excalibur said last night he did inform us that he was at home and safe. Which was replied with someone saying, "This just proves that he does not watch the show." Oh, I watch the show. Yep. I just feel like it should have been a bigger thing. Uh, why does Ollie hate AEW? Ollie definitely hates AEW. Uh, the same reason that Stephen Larson used to like AEW and now he hates it because Cody left and Triple H took over booking. Now they always love WWE. <sighs> that is a good point. My heart follows wherever Cody Rhodes is. Although Eddie Kingston was on this show, so <laughs> that is actually who uh, my heart belongs to most. Love this one from Fabio here. Should we do a poll? Does Ollie actually does Ollie love or hate AEW? Ollie treats AEW like anything else he has to review. Yeah, well, apart go. from Eddie Kingston, who is a hundred percent objectively awesome. Uh, but yes, before we get into those thoughts on the elite coming back, let's have a word from our sponsors. Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow Legends. Indeed, yeah. Please do scan this QR code that's just here, just above me, and that will get you Raid Shadow Legends and a bunch of other cool stuff as well. Bonus stuff, because you are using our QR code, which you can do through your camera phone app, or in the link in the video description down below. Plus, they have got a spooky trick-or-treat competition going at the moment, which you can play, new players only, uh, using the link in the video description down below, where you can win real-world prizes. Ooh, yes, go check those out. Click it now. 
Uh, it really helps support the podcast. We'll have a bigger word from them later on. But first off, after was it after the first match? And then you had a couple of segments. And then just before the break, the clips of, you know, those famous clips of like the Bucks and the Elite and the announcement of AEW's press conference. Those clips started playing with Kenny or Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson saying lines from that time, but they would be Infinity Ward off the screen, like they'd evaporate into some kind of dust, and their voices would fade out. Mm-hmm. Came annoyingly just after or before the segment where Chris Jericho had genuinely bad mic issues in yeah, a promo. It was just before. Which also looked like he was then going to disappear. I don't know if anyone else thought that. I don't feel so good, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Shivani. Um, but yes, this is the week after the reports that this whole situation's being resolved. The investigation is reportedly over. We're getting some outcome, which is. CM Punk and Ace Steel appear to have been gone from, like, they're not going to stick around. And the Elite are coming back. And this was, you know, a very overt reference to that. Yeah, I kind of like the way that Dave Meltzer put it on Wrestling Observer Radio, which is just like, well, I think you can tell who won the investigation. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, the Elite got their We're Coming Back promo. Well, not a promo, but this was a video that said, because this is the first time they've been featured on TV. Mm. And actually, I'm going to ask the chat to help me out here because I suddenly thought as I was watching the shows, I mean, because I've just recorded tomorrow's um, Blackpool Content Club episode. And I just had this sudden thought. like, I don't think they showed the cover of the video game. They did. They did. Yeah, yeah, because I am. Ever since you've mentioned it, because CM Punk's the cover star, uh, and your argument was, well, he's been on every episode. (laughs) Uh, and so every ever since you okay. told me that, I have noticed it when it happened. I wasn't looking out for yeah. it, so I didn't spot it this week. And I was it like, was I there. wonder if they're going to change the cover. They have to change the cover, I guess. But yeah, we got the Elite here doing some Avengers Infinity War stuff, uh, which I guess means that some of the members of the Dark Order are going to have to go into the Quantum Realm mm-hmm. and then do some time traveling, do a time heist. You have just described what is most likely the next month's worth of being the Elite. <laughs> And they will continue to make references to this for six months on Dynamite. And I will have no idea what's happening. No. Uh, But my first question to you is, did you like this video? I, it it didn't do anything for me. You know, obviously exciting. The elite are coming back. But it's, it's such a rubbish situation where there's no good outcome that I, you know, just having this just knowing that the elite are coming back isn't like yay the elite won because i mean i'm pretty heartbroken for everything um so just as that and functionally just was this an exciting video package i don't think it was i think it was an intentionally downbeat um vague tease thing uh it's not like something that's you could you because you could have taken another angle where you built up the characters and you do a, a promo to screen, like you do a Bray Wyatt kind of thing. But it I did think, not make me excited. But this is just video one of what is going to be the, the Elite's comeback. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need them to come out and be like, and here are our new characters, and here is where we have been. Like, from the, from the absolute... No, 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 Because like, the, idea, the idea of this is just to <laughs> let you know the Elite are coming back and to kind of get you a little bit excited about this. And, like, we... Like, tomorrow's um, Content Club episode is me, Pete, and Tempest kind of sort of fancy booking and just sort of, you know, what does this video package mean? And the kind of the conclusion that we've sort of come to, and I think most people have as well, is that it's this idea of 
what is AEW without the elite? Mm. Like there was even one of the videos, one of the shots they had in there was the AEW logo. And it was just the E that was disappearing. You know, the of elite of like, Aww. you know, of like, what does, yes, exactly. You know, all, all wrestling. Um, so like, you know, what does this company look like? And that kind of, you, that for me almost brings the back as this heel act. Mm. This sort of heel act of just like, you wouldn't be here without us. That first shot was the, the logo, you know, like without us, you don't have the company at all, let alone just the elite portion of it. You don't have this company in one iota without us. And then I was like, but then you can go into some really interesting feuds between someone like, say, for example, the Blackpool Content Club, Combat Club even, don't feud with us. <laughs> I don't want to take the one-winged angel. And, you know, put them into a feud with them. And all of a sudden, like, my wheels were starting to turn. I was just like, what a brilliant, what a great way to reestablish these six-man titles, the trios championships, reestablish the, the Combat Club some promo battles between regal and don Callis, mm, mm. oh and this idea of these people here who believe that they are the heart and soul of aew versus the reported locker room leaders of danielson and moxley being like well where were you last summer you've been actually you haven't been locker room leaders at all you've been acting like children we are the true heart mm. and soul of this company and all of a sudden i'm like yeah this is an amazing fuse and like the more i thought about it and the more i think about this video package the more i'm excited to have the elite back in AEW. Granted, you're right, situation sucks. Because the actual brilliant version of this, the ultimate version of this, is that the main event of Full Gear is the elite versus Punk and FTR. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's the ultimate version. I think it's most likely going to be FTR versus the Ass Boys. But I think the better version of this is Punk and FTR versus the elite. Like, that's the big money match. But I think we're just going to get, you know, three of those guys. And that's... That that's the kind of the way that it is. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I guess you're coming at it from a stance where you're still optimistic about AEW. I'm definitely coming at it from a position of I feel like I keep wanting things to get better, and they haven't delivered mm-hmm. um, on certain pushes and storylines and things, or they wait too long on things. And it's kind of where I was at, a, a, you know, a point in WWE where I was just like, well, I'm not going to get invested in NXT storylines anymore because they just get treated like crap on the main roster. So when you're talking about, oh, yeah, the elite are going to come back and, they, you know, wouldn't it be great if they feud with these people and that, those people? To me, it's like it's, it's mental masturbation where I can't even get on board with this. And I love masturbation. <laughs> uh, I can't even get on board with it because I can't see any other version than the Elite come back and they feud with Hangman Page and the Dark Order for another six months and it's just the same story. And I, it's weird because when uh, Pete and Tempest told me about this sort of fancy booking when they came out of the record, I asked, you know, what did you come up with? And they said that. And I thought, it's weird how the Elite... And these former WWE guys just don't, they don't feel like they, they cross over. Well, they do in this company. They're all under the same umbrella. And like, we haven't had Kenny Danielson too. We never got a definitive winner between them. So like, there's a really interesting angle to be taken from, taken from there. Mm -hmm. And actually, this was brought up in in tomorrow's show as well with Hangman. The storyline they had started before a lot of this happened was actually the reconciliation between Hangman and the Elite and maybe Hangman being welcomed back into the group or the group coming back together, the band getting back together. And I think there's some excitement there around that. There's the possibility of Adam Cole coming back if he ever does come back, if Kyle O'Reilly ever comes back. And if Adam, even if Kyle doesn't, but if Adam does, <coughs> you've got another former faction of his with the mm. Kingdom. 
and then that's a way to sort of elevate that talent up there. I'm not the biggest Matt Taven fan, I but like I don't Matt think I don't think anyone's a huge Matt Taven. Fan. I am. I'm genuine, <laughs> even before I met him. That one guy at the MSG show. <laughs> <laughs> that was unfortunate timing. I've got two last things I want to say on it. One Please good, do. one bad. Uh, I'll, st- I'll start with the bad one, which is I am concerned all of this plays into the worst tendencies of the elite, and that is insider references, stuff that the vast majority of people either don't get or if they do get, like, you know, because I do understand the references, I'm just like, what, this is just messy because it's not actually kayfabe. I just want a coherent kayfabe story, please. Please, AEW, at least explain something why they were removed for six weeks anyway. It could be made up. I don't care. It's just right now, there is a, a logic gap, just an, a company-wide size. So that's my first thing. The other thing, which is a bit more exciting, because you know when you talked about potential feuds, I just can't, I can't see anything. But... This isn't mine. It's only retrospectively looking at this promo package. Someone said that it gave them very NWO vibes. And you just said how you would, it feels like a heel act to come back in. The elite coming back to murder the company they started? That's juicy. And that does make me excited. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm curious as to where this is going. And I'm looking forward to like next week's show of getting more teases. Like, I think they are going to. I don't know if they're going to tease this out for a long time. Like, just do more of these video packages. Do you know AEW storytelling? Or do they just bring them back straight away next week and then just have them come out and, I don't know, feud with uh, whoever it is? Like, you know, just face Death Triangle and win the belts back. I think ideally you'd want them back before the pay-per-view because you want them on full gear, Mm -hmm. right, in an ideal world. So so. that, that would be the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I for in me, in which case is a very low energy first <laughs> promo if you've only got two or three of them. Uh, yes, yeah, suppose you because it's end of November. It's the no, sorry, mid November. Mid November, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so you've got like three weeks, I think, left to kind of build something up and get a match ready for them. Or maybe it's just you advertise full gear as the elite return, mm-hmm. so you don't have a match for them. It's just that's their first show back, which you know could work. Yeah. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, should we do some ultra chats? Yes, please. See what everybody else thought about this like because like <laughs> people do like you, Ollie. Like, oh, you know, I, I ob- don't like my I, opinions I, anymore. I picked and chose the comments that were <laughs> against you, but I could scroll up and Ollie, you know, it's like uh, Ollie Cornet. Well, that one doesn't work. Um, but you know, there are people that really do like you. Um, yeah, people have like. There's loads okay, of people here that are good. saying that I agree with Ollie, and he's right in his opinions. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm just welcoming this Jim Cornette fan base that I, <laughs> uh, I seem to be attracting. <laughs> On the because it's the titles thing that really irks someone. It was a very easy image to share when I had all the titles appear over me on the WrestleTalk News review a few weeks ago. So that got shared on Twitter, and you know, I just had to watch as like a hundred people tore me apart. Um, but then the, the, there were an equal amount of people who were like, no, there are too many belts. You yeah. know? I, well, whatever happens, it's it's horrible to see. But I got, the, I, I got a tweet from someone who says, look, I know Ollie doesn't do Twitter, so can you let him know that he's totally justified in his oh, noise with the titles? Much. The AAA tag titles have been defended in AEW, yeah. so it's acceptable to count them. Yeah. Um, but even if you don't count those titles, there's still 12. <laughs> I think it's disingenuous to get hung up on the three titles of 15 <laughs> that I that weren't defended but appeared on that show. Anyway, um, yeah, it just seems a lot of the people who were defending me were also big. Uh, <laughs> like, they seem to be big fans of other people. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's a curious company. But, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, this uh, first chat we've got here is actually left over from Raw's uh, mm. Ultra Chats from Mr. Higglesby, who said, it is time for The Big Push. Hopefully Luke doesn't forget to the show logistics again. I send my love to everyone. Well, thank you, Mr. Higglesby. It's fun, actually, because um, obviously Mr. Higglesby is a reference to the My GM series that we're doing over mm. on Pass Fun, and he is my uh, local <laughs> enhancement talent that I have signed and is now being pushed to the moon in his <laughs> feud with Slapjack. Um, and... I then went back and I was watching an old video from last year. And this person, Mr. Higglesby, has been a, a long-time watcher, but has recently changed their name oh. to Mr. Higglesby to make references to us. That's good. Or make references to our series. So I did like that. Appreciate it. I'll have to go over. Um, this is expertly titled from our moderation team, Arrays, the Elite. Arrays, arrays, the elite. Those syllables do not work. <laughs> Charles Berg says, as the resident dog guy in WrestleTalk, the Larry story. Total BS. Um, just if you haven't heard the story, uh, Wrestling Inc.'s Nick Hausman, who started this whole thing. If he, he had the audacity to A, be front row or be three rows back and B, 
have a small connection to Colt Cabana. He had the audacity to do an improv class with Colt Cabana 10 years ago. Yeah. And then when CM Punk said, you're friends with Colt Cabana, he had the audacity to reply with, not really. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, apparently the latest thing is that Larry got hit in the face by the door. There were some teeth that had to be removed. It's a weird story to come out at this stage. Meltzer's reaction to it has been my favourite one so far, which is first I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Charles continues, if it were true, that would be the first thing talked about. In regards to the surgery, the dog has massive snaggle tooth, which is painful for a dog. Most likely, he already needed to get them removed. All right, continues, I'm not salty, but for me, the Larry story doesn't pass the sniff test. Very fun show with some great wrestling and story progression. MGF is deaf a baby face now, and he's a natural at it. He even had a really cringe line that didn't go over well. The Renee one. Yeah. Uh, John Wright, yo, Ollie, Shivani said that Hangman was at home recovering and doing well, that he thanks everyone for the well wishes and he'll be back soon. I love you, Ollie, but I can see why people call you a bit of a nitpicker. Much love. Hashtag, where's me, bro? I actually prefer the, the unfortunate typo where he's actually put you're a bit of a nitpicker. I am a nitpicker. <laughs> oh, I know. Just such a menace. <laughs> at the office, I'm just trying to work and all of a sudden you just come over it's a little, little one pick of the nip. Picking those nips. Yeah, I just... Uh, I didn't think it was enough. Uh, I what, what, there wasn't what, enough what on Rampage. would have been enough? Video message, I think, would be a really nice... You don't have to show replay the footage. You don't have to make like a gratuitous spectacle of it. But a video message from Hangman. Appreciate all the, the love and well wishes. Um, I'm going to come back I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm going to get that title. Mm. Something like that. I think that would be perfect. I guess it's like because... Obviously, I mean, I heard the line of he's at home doing well and... and but like I, I also wasn't expecting anything either. I wasn't mm. expecting a big video package, or or, no, or, video or even package. just a video package around it. I, just, I wasn't expecting them to not ref, not to not reference it and hide away from it. But like, it's a lot of times when people get injured during matches and they then never reference it on TV the following week. Yeah, and I think that's uh, what so, like we didn't. I think we didn't get to review last week's show because I was ill and you were you had to take the day off as well. Um, God, I was so deeply affected because I, I still woke up ill and watched all of Dynamite. Oh, yeah, that's it, yeah. Because, because <laughs> both of you and I didn't know we were going to be off that day. We both watched and made notes for it. I was so like, God, yeah, I think what well, everyone was so worried. Mm. Um, and you know, I thought initially AW bit conducted themselves very well. Posted that Twitter statement, um, and I thought, oh, this that's good. They can start to share more. But no, they've just they've just not really done enough with it i think again uh right well we've got to say a big thank you to this episode's sponsor raid shadow legends but don't just take it from me take it from me before we get on with the rest of the wrestle talk podcast i'd like to say a thank you to this episode's sponsor raid shadow legends no wait i, I didn't quite do that the way that ollie davis has, has told me to do it so let me have another crack at that raid shadow legends the Dark Fantasy RPG that brings console gaming to your simple mobile device. And Raid has a serious challenge for you right now, the Doom Tower, which is like the Legion of Doom Tower, but way harder. Imagine something harder than the Legion of Doom. You will need an army of champions with some serious special skills to get through the levels and bosses, some of which need specific mechanics to beat. And to celebrate spooky season, there's a Halloween trick-or-treat promotion where you can win prizes including Amazon gift cards, 
This promotion runs until November 5th, and once it's over, it's over. There's never been a better time to get on board with Raid Shadow Legends right now, so please do install the game by clicking the link in the video description below or by scanning the QR code that is on screen right now. Plus, you'll get loads of extra free stuff like a free epic champion, 200,000 silver, one energy refill, one XP boost, and one ancient shard so you can summon a champion as soon as you get into the game. Thank you to Raid Shadow Legends for sponsoring this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Please do click that link in the video description down below. Scan the QR code on screen right now. That QR code, by the way, will be on screen for the rest of this episode so you can get your phone out and raid that raid. Please do go and support. Sorry, just saying to, to Luke, when he does that for the QR code bit, I was like, you remind me of Emma back in the day when she would do her dancing. Or all that XT dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so go over to Raid. <laughs> Scan the QR code like Luke doing his dancing. The Emma dance. Right, yeah, please do it. Help support the channel a lot. Uh, this episode of Dynamite opened with Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia versus Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. Interesting matchup because you've got the ROH World and Pure Champions versus the guys they beat. Yeah. Um, and for me, I, I love this match purely because I started off grumpy Ollie, hating AEW Ollie, riding my notes. God, Castagnoli's been lost in the shuffle, hasn't he? God, what, are you, what a waste of Castagnoli. He was so over. He could be so much more than this. By the end of the match, I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> Push this guy to the top of the TNT title picture. All he needs is just one big swing while holding someone else, and you're like, um, all of my notes are about Claudio, really. Like, I'm just like, bloody hell, it's lovely to watch Claudio wrestle again. That was an amazing hot tag by Yuta, but it's Claudio's running wild that's really top tier. That big swing from Jericho with Garcia was superb. He runs, he runs wild, then he hits the new trials and wins. Like the, the the strength uh, he had Jericho down in the swing, everyone pops. Garcia looks like he's going to break it up. Whoop! Up on the shoulders for a rack position. Swung them both at the same time. Incredible. But that run round the ring that he does as one of his spots, which John Silver has kind of adopted. My God, there's nothing like it. There's it very amazing. few things that just get me. It's like hit that and Ishii standing up. Those two things get to me in a way few things do so yeah no i mean I, yeah i'd love to see claudio in that i mean hey i'd love to see the tnt title picture actually mean something mm. i mean do you know what i don't think there's an out like there's an outside chance that taven wins the belt on friday because it's taven versus wardlow for the TNT oh yeah title. oh what do you mean though you mean taven might win really i think there's every chance that taven just wins the belt well because they just signed just them. signed you want to create put them as a new hot act that wouldn't be but what about the wardlow luchasaurus Monster feud. Well, you build to that, don't you? Oh. you that's the AEW way. Delay. <laughs> A delay. Delay W. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. It's all right. We don't need to do the Lucha Brothers versus LAX just now. We can always wait to do that one. Oh, no. Don't worry. Well, I'm definitely sure Bobby Fish will be with us forever. It's going to be Omega and the Bucks versus the Undisputed Era. Yeah. <sighs> It's all right, we don't have to do Punk and Kenny straight away. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was, like by the end, I, I was so into this match and really 
purely because of Coyote, to be mm-hmm. honest. So really good. He got all that momentum back. Then you cut backstage. It's Renee Young with Brian Danielson talking smack reunite. And Danielson's frustrated. He's frustrated with himself. He's frustrated with Garcia for turning on him. And then Wheeler Yuta walks in and it's like, it's your own fault. Like, what the hell do you think? And Claudio comes in, tries to be Set a peacemaker. Down. And it was Wheeler Yuta's birthday and all this. I thought this this was what Blackpool Combat Club, for me, had been missing because it's just felt like a, a gang of guys who never interact with each other. Yeah, I, I expected to what well, my sort of rationale behind them to Tempest was like, it's a dojo. So mm. yeah, they're not like a faction. They are just, they all train in the same place. They don't all need to be factioning it up together. But I actually kind of prefer it when they are sort of an on-screen faction. Also, this segment here very cleverly sets up what happens in the main event. Because Claudio says, look, after your match with Sammy, we'll go to our mm. locker room and we'll all sit down together and we'll discuss this like adults. Which then explains later on in the main event why they couldn't come out because that's where they were and that's where they got locked in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, I hadn't made that connection. My only feedback for this would have been, I feel like Moxley now feels totally separate from them. Um, I would like Moxley He's, to... He was tagging with Claudio on Rampage last week. Yeah, that's Rampage. <laughs> I would like, but like in this segment, everyone was there but Moxley, and he's like world champion. It would be nice to have some reference of him, but more Regal, because I would like Regal's character to be the boys, boys, boys. Mm. You know, he should be saying, let's sort this out, yeah, rather than Claudio. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, but overall, good stuff, exciting stuff. Then we got the video package of the Elite. Um, then we got JAS cutting the promo to Tony Schiavone, if you could hear them. Yeah, I mean, Excalibur even said, yeah, there's more audio issues there. Apologies for that, folks. It's quite rare these days. That yeah. used to be all the every, time every back Every week. Day. I got a bit nostalgic. <laughs> I, was like, I couldn't watch an episode of Botchamania without some <laughs> audio issues on AEW. Do you think that's what's coming back with the Elite? Do you think... <laughs> Nick Jackson was actually the sound engineer. No, but they'll do a skit on being the elite where they'll say this was them just backstage just messing with the microphone cords. Oh, great. Uh, Then we got just a terrific match with Swerve and Our Glory versus FTR. I I love this match and I love the layers of drama added to it, which were the acclaimed at the top of the ramp watching on and the gun club at ringside. Yeah, I enjoyed the gun club even though they were quite annoying, because it lets me say this as a Chekhov's gun. Because they're the ass boys. I thought it was really good action between these two teams, Mm, though. Really, really good. Um... I, I liked when all four men got in and just started doing spots. With who? All, 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 all of them. them. Yeah, when all, I, lo- oh no, when I just liked all the wrestling. <laughs> Basically, when the match broke down. And they stopped being a tag match, then mm. we just got in and started doing their big spots. I thought Keith Lee was great. He just got to be Keith Lee. I loved it. I do. Yeah, obviously I love Keith Lee. Um, he's, a, he's a bit sloppy recently. <gasps> How <laughs> dare you? How very dare you? Well, it's just like, I don't notice... Um, things going wrong in wrestling all that much because I'm, you know, I, my eye just doesn't pick up on it. But I just, there were a few things where it just looked like Keith Lee had done something wrong. I, just, I completely disagree. Okay. I thought he was great in this match. Well, he was great. You know, like the overhand chops at Dawson, he did that 
leapfrog over both of FTR. Yeah. But yeah, there were just a few bits in there where well, it looked a bit off. I mean, I particularly liked when they hit the um, the, the uh, superplex and then um, Cash went to do the, the big dive, but like Keith Lee had rolled out. And I think mm. he probably was not meant to roll, but yeah. actually saved the spots in a way because the commentators then were like, man, if he'd have hit that flush, it'd been all over. But Keith mm. Lee, the momentum of Keith Lee and the size that he is, he just <laughs> rolled over into a different position. Yeah, I thought it was... Because um, it didn't look like he was going up for that superplex either. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, thought, I, I just thought it looked a bit sloppy. However, the commentators, I agree... They, they were fantastic in this match. So like good. Taz was just like getting off on suplexes. I feel like FTR, and I only realized it in this match, don't just bring out the best in their opponents. They bring out the best on commentary as well. Yeah. Because like, there's, like, there's, there's stuff to work with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought this was really good. Um, yeah, the Ass Boys were ringside dressed as FTR, which made me go like, okay, well, Swerve and Our Glory are probably winning this one then. Now, the, the finish of this, I thought was really interesting, mm. which is that... They had this a really amazing near fall off the uh, yeah. off the big rig, and then got another near fall On off the Keith back. Keith Lee, yeah, and then got <laughs> another near fall off the back of that. But um, Swerve pulls Dax out, and then Swerve hits a low blow on Dax Harwood, not only behind the referee's back, but crucially behind Keith Lee's back. Mm. And the ass boys were holding onto Cash Wheeler, so he couldn't get in. And Lee then hit the big bang catastrophe for the win. And I mean, the crowd were super into it, and like Asboy's got him and continue to be down the acclaim made the save. But the the key to this is is that Keith Lee did not see Swerve cheat. Now I've heard some bits and pieces about like the I'm gonna say quote unquote original plans for Swerve and our glory that never came to fruition. Um and from what I I had heard it sounded like it was gonna be really quite good, really mm. quite something. And I feel like this might be the first step into let's revisit those plans. And maybe now we'll actually do that storyline that we were going to do when they were the champs. Some kind of split, I imagine? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into it too much because mm. I, I I, don't know if I'm allowed to. Oh. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I, if it is what I think it is, I think this could be a really, really cool story mm. and, and lead to a very, very fun, uh, yeah, a really fun conclusion. The finish was good. I, th I feel like AEW had put themselves into a corner because... You don't want FTR to win because uh, you, they would then have to beat the Acclaimed and the Acclaimed can't lose yet. But at the same time, you don't want to beat FTR because they're awesome. They've got all the belts. They're one of the most overacts in the company. This was the best way to to serve all those masters. Um, also, it sets up FTR versus the Ass Boys <laughs> for um, uh, Final Battle when it comes up yeah, in, in yeah. November or I, December. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that care about that <laughs> no, 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 i know you don't care about it but like that is that is the purpose yeah. of this because that is probably going to be the roh tag title match it's going to be the ftr versus the ass boys mm. so this is a way to set up put those stones in places so we can get to that point yeah what what i'm what i'm more intrigued by is this trilogy of matches with swerve and our glory and the acclaimed i think swerve and our glory can lose you give the definitive win to the acclaimed i think all that's very very smart then ftr can we enter the title picture yeah um just on the ass boys and they're in the firm. I do not get what the firm is. I feel like everyone's doing their own gimmick and then they come together and they're totally different characters. Oh, and like no. now we're serious beat up people, man. Yeah. Like Ethan well, Page doing a rap on Rampage. I... Yeah. I mean, they feel like a coherent group. Like they're oh, just a, a bunch of a, a bunch of baddies. 
Maybe they're just a budget group. That's I, that is the problem. And that's what I said with the firm when they first debuted is that like I and I you know I, I kind of gave AEW the credit for this too. They made the effort. They made the time and effort to put them out on TV and get every the audience established to who these guys are, what their aim is as a group. And I think that that is quite commendable. Mm. But it's always going to come down to the, the problem with it. it's it's W Morrissey, it's the Ass Boys, and it's Ethan Page. And that's nothing against Ethan. I think Ethan Page is a great time. I think W. Morrissey went on a great tear in impact. But the group feels, even though they're associated with MJF and they were in the main event segment here, they just feel a bit like dark elevation. Like yeah. they feel no bigger than the, the trust busters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renee Young is talking to Sir Raya backstage. They're chumming it up because they used to work together. And then <laughs> if Punk... <laughs> It'll be a full backstage reunion. Yeah, did you not see the picture? I want to share him because, like that, when Punk made his debut, when he returned to it, yeah, it was him and changed the culture. Yeah. Renee Young, Paige, Adam Cole, and Samoa Joe. Was it? Like all of them are now in AEW, <laughs> apart from uh, Punk, unfortunately, That's by amazing. the looks of things. That's amazing. Um, but Britt Baker then shows up and tries to join in and says some mean words to Soraya, and Renee's like, "Excuse me." <laughs> Don't don't be nasty here. This is an interview. I actually really liked Renee on this show. Yeah. Because yeah, Renee yeah. was a backstage interviewer with personality. She was more mean gene here than mm. she was Kathy Kelly, I'm a mic stand and my guest at this time, yeah. which she has been for the last two weeks. But this was the first week where I was like, oh no, you're a character. And you actually have a purpose on the show. You are going back and forth with wrestlers. Mm. I did like that too. I didn't like the the interaction with Soraya and, and Britt because I feel like they've had quite an intense rivalry so far. And this just felt like it felt like a step backwards in intensity. So mm. it's backstage segment. Yeah. MJF then comes out because Renee is doing an interview with him. Again, very good interview and presence. And MJF like pretty much cut to, I would say a 95% babyface promo because he still had a few lines in there, still mocked mocks. Did a pretty good impression of him. Yeah, the way he walks around <laughs> the ring and stuff and the way he like cuts promos. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to gargle on your piss. Yeah. Um, and he said he won't use the ring, but he never said that he wouldn't fight dirty. So, and he's playing up to the crowd. Stokely Hathaway walks out and MJF is like, do not interfere in the main event later. No, Stokely. Yeah. And Stokely's like, okay. And he swanners off. So yeah, MJF, he's so babyface. I'm not buying it. Are you? Do you think this is a babyface turn? It's like, I'll be honest, this has made me way more excited for the full gear match than... Uh, it had been when it was just on paper because mm. I like ever since he won the dynamite, um, the 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 chip or whatever you whatever it is, uh, at all out, I was just like looking at what was the quickest way you can get the belt on him in this heelish manner. So whether you do that on Moxley in Cincinnati, where you do it at Grand Slam, like after the the tournament is over and set the other, and I was just trying to think of like what's the biggest heel way that you can do this. And actually what they've done is when I thought they were going to zig, they have zagged and now presented me with this character that is conflicted with himself or conflicted with himself. And I don't know what he's now going to do at full gear. If he is just going to wrestle the match straight, do it in an almost combat club way of like the respecting of wrestling and and the violence (coughs) that it can bring or whether he resorts to his MJF ways. And how does that translate to him as a character? And I think that is so much more interesting than just doing, I am a baddie with my dynamite diamond ring and I'm going after John Moxley. Mm. So yeah, I mean, for me, like, I, I, don't, I don't see him as a baby face. I see him as a character that is very conflicted about what his position is within this company now. 
if you said that to me last week, I'd 100% agree with that Regal promo. Very psychologically complex. Here, this was on the nose babyface presentation. But it's he in was a like, sarky way. Virginia! Yeah, it, Virginia. But, it's all, but it's all sarcasm. Mm. It's like he's doing it, but he doesn't mean it. But he also is sort of meaning it because he is going on this babyface turn. It's why the it's why the moment he had at the end of the show worked so well is because, you know, the babyface thing to do would be to run down and make the save. But also, this does work in my favor for Moxley to be that. But no, I think I can be this person. So yeah, like it was... It was a babyface promo, but it was a a very sarcastic babyface promo. It was just going for cheap pops. I think let's come back to this because it's it's difficult to talk fully about it until we've yeah, covered yeah. the main event. Uh, Matt Taven and the Kingdom have a promo on Wardlow and Joe, promoting the Wardlow-Taven fight on Rampage for Friday. Uh, Sammy Guevara then took on Brian Danielson. My first note is, God damn, I hate Sammy. <laughs> So unlikable. What a wrestler, though. Yeah, well, that, that's always the thing. Isn't Jesus. It? I think that's why Tony Khan just keeps pushing one thing. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's unlikable. No one likes him. But crikey, have you seen him do a Spanish fly? He's bloody lovely, isn't it? He snogged Tay Conti in his entrance. I was just like, God, <laughs> just go away. I don't even want to watch you. And then like a second into the match, like, oh, my God, that's impressive. Do you know what he is? Because like people have said he's got X-Pac heat. Mm. That real like go away heat. Do not want you on TV. But the funny thing with X-Pac Heat is it's only in retrospect that people have now gone back and be like, oh man, X-Pac was one of the best wrestlers yeah, that they yeah. had in the Attitude Era. We just always dogged on him. Yeah. Here it's just like, yeah, we all dog on him. He's got X-Pac Heat, but he is one of the best wrestlers in that company. Yeah, we yeah. already acknowledge that he's one of the best they have. So I think that's very funny. I really thought that he was going to win this match because they were highlighting on commentary that Danielson has off the back of two losses mm. and he's never had more than two losses on the bounce in All Elite Wrestling. And based on the promo they had earlier with Yuta and Claudio, I mean, the whole time I was like, I think he's going to be either in his own head or something's going to get to him and that's going to lead to Sammy getting the win here, like mm. using some sneaky tactic to get over, get one over on him. But actually what it did was actually just unlock violence within Brian Danielson and he just beat the merciless shit out of the <laughs> I'm glad they did uh, because I feel, looking back on Brian Danielson's summer, you know, it's a bit like, well, this is, not what I would have done with Brian Danielson at the end of his year one in the company. Um, but this episode sort of reset, did a soft reset on, haha, I'm powie with Daniel Garcia. Chuck, chuck, chuck. Yeah, you're uh, right. JS uh, stuff. You're right. If I had Brian Danielson, I wouldn't have him have some of the best matches of the year or have a really great storyline with Daniel Garcia either. That, you're, you're absolutely right, Ollie. We, not, not, neither of us would have done that. Two points to rebut there. <laughs> Everyone has great matches in AEW. It's not as impressive as you think. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not into the Daniel Garcia storyline. I don't think it's that good. Okay. Um. The but he came here and he was pissed off and that intensity, that anger. I'm like, ah, oh, that's what I liked about Danielson back in February, back in March when Blackpool Combat Club was just really pissed off people. Yeah. Not. Oh yeah, I'm getting one over on Chris Jericho. Yuckety yuck 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 characters. So this was a really good reset. To be honest. I would not have minded if Danielson just killed Sammy in a minute. You know, yeah. just like straight in me. But they also had a really good match. Great uh, commentary match. again was superb. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, really good finish. Uh, well, leading into the finish, Danielson just dodged, I think, three various flips from yeah, Sammy. Yeah, he dodged two moonsaults and a shooting star press. A moonsault off the top. Mm -hmm. A second moonsault in the sort of Andrade or Ibushi style. Then a shooting, standing shooting star press. Danielson dodged 
two and caught that last one in a LaBelle lock. Yeah, which it was I amazing. Was mind blown. And yeah. they got Sammy, got to tease the tap out and then get to the ropes. And then Danielson hit knee plus, locked in those elbow stripes and the elbow strikes and the triangle lock. And Sammy just was out. Mm. Totally out. Referee call for the bell. I, I thought it was a great finish. An awesome, awesome wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. Excited to see what they do with Danielson next. Um, Phoenix is then talking up Penta uh, in the main event. And... Luchasaurus comes in with Christian Cage and they're like they're talking about the All Atlantic title and Christian's like Luchasaurus should fight for it and Orange Cassidy just walks in and goes let's have a three way he walks in and says you're talking about me <laughs> it was great and then yeah they said that they're going to do it next week on TV yeah I'm pretty you know who cares about the All Atlantic title however it feels like they've just got three of my favourite toys and they're having a match yeah because they're such toyerific wrestlers they are toyetic yeah yeah particularly like because i mean i never thought we'd actually get orange cassidy with a belt in aew because i always enjoyed the thing he did on the indies which he carried it down to the uh, ring in a rucksack and now he gets to do that in aew and it's delightful um be interesting to see how christian plays into this three-way i saw someone write online that uh cassidy is going and keeps booking himself in three-way matches which usually you wouldn't want to do because you can get pinned and lose your title and you sorry not pinned and lose your title but for Cassidy, it makes sense because he has to do the least amount of effort, potentially. <laughs> they just wrestle each other. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, Jamie Hayter took on Riho in the usual women's time slot. Um, yeah, this was, it, I, I thought this was a really good match. I love Rio. Um, I, Hayter's really, really good. Their styles complemented each other perfectly because the size difference was immense. Yeah. And Hayter could just chuck Rio around. Rio did ragdoll selling. Crowd never really got into it. Uh, I don't blame them. They've not had a sort of storyline character reason enough to get invested beyond this is good wrestling. Um, but Hater won with a brutal ripcord clothesline. Yeah, uh, Hater's massively over. Mm. Um, certainly during the entrance anyway. And then afterwards, Tony Storm came out onto the uh, ramp and had a little stare down with her afterwards. Yeah, so we'll get that soon. You think at full gear? Title shot? I think so as well. Hater is the most over of the women's division currently, so I think that's the one for me that makes the most sense, particularly because it's likely going to be Soraya and Britt Baker. Mm. So, yeah. <clears throat> so neither of them. So, yeah, Hater for me is the, the best option. Do you think Hater has to win? Or... I, do you know what? I actually would not hate... I would not hate Hater winning, because mm. Haters are going to hate. But, because we haven't had an interim champion lose the belt... And then have to, and then, you know, they've lost the interim championship, and then that different person goes on to face the main champion whenever they come back. So I just realized if it, it means it's a Britt Baker affiliated person against Thunder Rosa when she returns. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be fine. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I feel like something needs to happen with Hater. Either she turns babyface and splits with Baker. Or she wins a title. Yeah. I think something needs to happen with her. And do you know what? I completely agree with you. But then I was watching Hater's entrance here. And when she started doing the fake little lasso thing to pull, like, to bring Rebel towards her, I was like, oh, no, just keep them together forever. <laughs> I love this act. Rebel could stay with her. No, she's with Baker. <laughs> um, but the true love, <laughs> Eddie Kingston, uh, came back. Was he, on, was he on Rampage last week? Or was this his... Yeah, he was. He's, yeah, he's yeah he been, was. He has been on TV. Yeah. Um, but he is saying he's gr he's great. He's fine. Stop asking me about it. All the while, looking down the lens like he has this unhinged eye. He is not fine. Oh my god, I love him. This was amazing. He talked about the main event. Put out, you know, because he's got history with both Penta and Mox, both former friends. Um, yeah, just uh, 
one of the best things on the show. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I really, 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 really want him to cut a promo on CM Punk. I just want Eddie to come on, walk down into the ring and just say, so I was right. <laughs> I Someone reshared the start of their full gear mm. match when he just hit the spinning back fist and Punk goes down like a sack of spuds and Kingston just has this big smile on his face <laughs> and he reached his head back and goes, ha, 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 It's the best thing. Yeah. Match of the it. year. I mean, that and, you know, fight me. Fight me. Fight yeah. me. <laughs> fight me. Oh, I love his end line as well. I was like, I think Mox will win tonight. I just want everyone to leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but with a big, big smile on his face. Crazy grin on his face. to leave me alone. Perfect. Uh, Darby Allen has like a short film, well, not short film, but a, a eight millimeter style aesthetic promo where he's talking about Sting's not been around recently. Um, yeah, and now I'm facing Jay Lethal. I got a bit confused here because I thought Jay Lethal was saying, Darby is going to face someone from Darby's past. But what actually seems to be happening is it's Darby versus Jay, and this person from Darby's past will be in Jay's corner. Yes, that, that was what they had set up as well, is yeah. that we know someone from your past, and they are kind of like, they are giving us the secrets and how to get into your head. Do you know what my big prediction for this is? It's Wolfpack Sting. And the only reason I thought this is because they had a micro brawler uh, advert earlier that was like red and black Wolfpack Sting. And I was like, well, who knows Darby better than anyone at the moment? It's probably Sting. He'll turn for Sting. It's worked every time. Molly. <laughs> I can't think of a single time where a major company has turned Sting heel and it's not backfired on them. That'll uh, get over <laughs> Jay Lethal's son, Jay Dutton, Satnam Singh. Exactly. Put a Sting on it. <laughs> Have you tried adding more Sting? sting. <laughs> um... And then the main event was John Moxley versus Penta. I, wh why do you th why do you think this match happened as a title? Match? Because they explained on commentary, Mox wanted to face someone with he just wanted to face someone. He wanted to face someone for the belt. Oh yeah, and he wanted to face someone who has zero fear. And so, like, he panpicked Penta. Okay, good kayfabe explanation. Why did Tony book this title fight? Because. John Moxley went to Tony Khan and said, this is the match I want. Can I have it on TV, please? And then they signed a contract and then they did it. You don't need to do it for the title. That's a bigger match if it's for the title. Yeah, I guess so. But you kind of want to... Not, and he's a, he's a fighting champion. Out. He's a defending champion. I just thought it was all a bit bit rushed. It's because thought... you hate the company. Yeah, I hate the company yeah, as yeah. well. There's that. That's a big factor. <laughs> but the it's like, you know, this, this isn't what AEW do. They don't announce matches title matches so late because this was like what saturday they said it was a i think it was originally just a non-title match and then they changed it to a title match it's like me and my gm mode and and you look you look at uh other people have pointed this out i'm just repeating it it was phoenix who got the pin last week in the death triangle six man it was so like this was not the plan otherwise you'd be building pentagon i just i, I thought it i loved the match i just thought it this was not an example of AEW doing good proactive booking. It seems like a defensive, reactionary panic move. I, I, I guess I, either I, from ratings or because they felt like they didn't deliver on the Hangman Page match last week. I th actually, I think that really could be an aspect to it, that they didn't have a definitive <laughs> winner in last week's match. So like as a we're sorry, mm. we're sorry, they put on a title match this week. I think that is totally within reason that probably is likely what happened but also I, I think that AEW have done a lot of like just title matches on TV mm. and it is not a 
has to be on pay-per-view type situation, especially now that they've basically done away with the ranking system, which lasted longer than a lot of people thought it would do, hmm. um, that you can just have matches like this. And also, like just doing Moxley versus Penta on TV with no build is completely within AEW's wheelhouse. That's what they always do. Just put on big matches. And it's mm. kind of like the appeal of AEW. It's this Avengers world, like this MCU world where just like, oh my God, they, these two people? What, you're going to get these two people next week? Just feels like it's a company that's built on doing dream match after dream match. Mm. Yeah, I see that. Uh, and it definitely was a, a really good match. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like you leave so much on the table. I don't think it was well promoted. I, I'd, I'd be curious to see if it makes an iota of difference in the ratings i honestly don't think that ew really have anything that does make an iota of difference in the ratings they have got well apart from you know mr brooks um <laughs> but like i think they they have got a solid fan base mm. that we we talked about on uh patreon mm. on uh we're talking about tna it is an audience that they have converted into paying audiences which mm. is something the tna never did and I, they could put on they could bring back John, they could bring back CM Punk next week and I'll probably draw on the exact same rating than uh, Moxley and Penta would have done. I really like this match. I love Moxley. I think he's just doing the best work of his career. Uh, and you know me, it should always be Penta. Yeah. I thought yeah, this. I th even thought when I was watching this match, I was like, <laughs> "Finally, Ollie's been asking since I'm day one happy. for Ollie to be like for uh, Penta to be put into like a main event position, and here he is." And you're like, going, "Why is Penta in this position?" <laughs> I just preferred a bit of build. Uh, otherwise, it's like you know, again, it's that thing about what's your faith in the direction. And I've seen so many people get the title shot, and then they're nowhere to be seen for months. Mm -hmm. So, like, just someone gonna. I don't want the. Oh, here's a title shot. You lose. Bye bye. You know, I don't want that for Pentagon. I, I want. I, I genuinely believe he can be one of the top stars and main draws of that promotion. It's amazing that he isn't already. Yeah, like that is. I think Penzer is a massively fumbled ball mm. within AEW. That said, back to the positives. Great match. Awesome um, match. Yeah, the just the zero Miedo and then the double middle fingers yeah. at the start all the way through to the end very late kick out that penta driver as well yeah like real and even putting on commentaries like that was no kick out mm -hmm. like that was like a real desperation just got my shoulder off the mat it made me i, I did go off on one in my notes i'm just like oh my god imagine a blackpool combat club death triangle feud and i just started thinking brian danielson pack brian danielson pack like this yeah. could be if you put a bit more thought into it you could have other other things branch off but everyone's Busy with JS for the whole year. <laughs> uh, but what happened at the end? Mox won about 15 minutes. Really good match. But the firm attacked as they said they wouldn't do. Firm's beating Moxie. Uh, they down. never said they wouldn't oh, yeah, do. Max asked them not to. MJF comes out. He's on the ramp. He looks like he's going to make the save. Oh, he doesn't. But then he does. And he runs down. He stops Stokely Hathaway. says, you're fired. And then the rest of the firm turn on Stoke, uh, turn on MJF. Uh, Ethan Page hits Ego's Edge, which is just such a cool move. And then W. Morrissey puts Max through the table outside. That's how we go off air. I loved it. Mm. I thought it was a killer, killer closing angle. Really? That really got me pumped for... Like, it got me so excited for huh. the, the road that we're going down towards full gear. Why? Because I suddenly thought, I was like, oh man, in a couple of weeks time, we'll probably get like Mox and MJF tagging together <laughs> against the firm. And I was like, that's some, some really interesting character stuff that you can do in a match between those mm. two tagging together against the firm. 
And I did. By, by the way, I, I laughed because it is a how will they coexist story. Of course. But in this respect, I, I would like to see that. Too. And we have said multiple times in the show, in the same way of I've said about DQ finishes, can they coexist storylines can be good. The problem with can you coexist, they did it every single week yeah. and kept saying on commentary, how will they coexist <laughs> to the point it became a meme. And then it was like, it then just becomes this idea of like that can never be a good story. In the same mm. way, a DQ can never be a good finish. It can be if you just do it badly a lot, then it does become a bad finish. I think this has got a lot of intrigue about it, and as I said, like it's made me more interested in the full gear match because I now don't know for certain which direction it's going to go. I think there's every chance that Moxley retains, mm. that Max kind of gets into his own head, or the firm get involved, and there's something around there. But there's, I thought it was a lock that MJF was walking out of whatever show he used this chip on as the champion. Now I'm not so sure. So this for me is an, is an angle that worked. Um, so the theory is, sort of to pick up where we left off from the promo earlier, because we were talking about, oh, it feels like he's being too much of a baby face. Should we trust this guy who keeps telling us he's the devil? What's the devil's greatest trick? That he never existed. Is there a chance that MJF has paid the firm to beat him up. So MJF teams with Moxley, suckers us in, suckers in Moxley, uh, suckers in Regal. We all think he's not going to cheat. And then at full gear, diamond ring, lays out Regal, lays out Moxley, new champion. Yeah. And he turns heel. Be great. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. See, I I like that as well. Um, but I, I also hate storylines where part of your plan is to be beaten up by your mates. Uh, yes, that, that, I, that I do get. So, and that plus the, but, the uh, other version. But it, work, it works if it's like, you know, the ultimate goal is better than you taking a choke slam through a table. But I don't... Means to an end. I can't see how the, the ultimate... You can always just cheat normally. Like, there's no way... Because it's Max, it's Max getting one over on people. He's an egomaniac. So, like, to, to sucker in John Moxley and make John Moxley think that we are on the same team here and then turns around and beats him up afterwards, it's a great way to get him over. In the same way that he did with Punk earlier in the year. Mm. Like, Punk's reaction when I got that promo of, like, if that be, is that true? Like, it led to that great angle that he did the following week or so. Mm. So, you, I, it, maybe you could argue it's a repeating of an angle, and maybe I don't think that's out of the realms either. But also, I think it's a great story, and I think it's and I think it's fun and well within his character. I don't. But at the end of the day, when you put that down, if that's what they do, I just don't think it's a good plan. I just don't think it's a smart plan to do. I think it's a fun, twisty, turny story to tell, but it's a dumb plan for what I consider as a very smart character. But if he wins, then it's a great plan. He could have won anyway if he just uses the diamond ring. Maniac, and this way, like this is two wins. You do, I, I, I don't see the point of it. Anyway, so they, they either go that way or this really is babyface Max. In which case, the way Max is turning babyface is because of the firm. Like, I, I don't know. It's, I don't it's, think it, not, it's not getting me. I don't think it's because of the firm. It's because of Regal. Mm. Regal's the catalyst here. Regal and Moxley are the real reason that he is turning face. The firm are just a, a cog within the machine. They're just a MacGuffin. But really, it's Regal and the Blackpool Combat Club are the ones that are leading him down this babyface path. By the way, as well, like, and I kind of talk about this a little bit in tomorrow's uh, content club. I could definitely see that this was always going to be the sort of direction they were going mm. with, but with Punk in the place of Moxley, because you then would have had a moment where, like, 
MJF and Punk would have been tag teaming together after everything that they went through in the start of the year. And then they do the double turn at full gear. Max becomes full babyface, Punk comes full heel. And then it's like, oh man, 2022 was the year of Punk and MJF. Would have been an amazing story. It's not mm. one we're going to get. We instead have got this version. And I don't hate this version. <clears throat> As I say, like, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm just being a massively naive mark. And I'm sure that's what the comments will tell me. I'm sure that's what the live chat are telling me as well. But I, I really thought this was a great angle. It got me excited for the pay-per-view, so thumbs mm. up. Yeah, it didn't do it for me, unfortunately. Yes, I just yeah. I just don't buy into the firm as a, a, a credible thing. Uh, so again, as I said earlier in the show, that is the biggest problem with the storyline. Yeah. It's the firm. Uh, yeah, overall, I gave this episode 76%. Again, it's down the lower end of all my Dynamite ratings. I think the in-ring wrestling superb. There's just, I can't look past the, the... Oh, no, is that spilt? A little bit. All right, I've got, I've got tissue down there already. Preparation for it. Uh, I just can't look past the uh, the larger storyline stuff. Nothing, I, Honestly, nothing is really grabbing me right now in AEW, if, I, if I'm honest. I, I think that is completely fair enough. Mm. I came out this episode... Like, I wasn't like, oh, man, like I can't wait for next week, which I have been in those past of those five out of five dynamites we were getting like every single week throughout 2020 and 2021, mm. it felt like. Certainly the latter half of, of 2020 yeah. and all of throughout 2021. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what was it? Five matches that we had on this show and four of them were awesome. Mm. And one of them was really good. So like, can't complain of that at all. Yeah. And I like all the characters and everything. And so, yeah, it's like, this is a, a four out of five show for me. It's kind of like what I'm at with, uh, with Raw right now. Nothing on Raw is really grabbing me mm. uh, with the outside of the Judgment Day. Yeah, you love your Judgment Day. I think Judgment Day is the best thing on Raw. <laughs> so like nothing's grabbing me on Raw, but at the end of the show, I'm like, well, I got really good wrestling throughout the night. I got good promos mm. and like, when we had really bad wrestling for so long, sometimes I'm just looking for little wins. And this, this is a little win right now. So what would you, four out of five for this show? Five yeah, out four out of four. Out of, oh, I'm certainly not five out of five. I'm not mad. <laughs> It'd be an insane thing to give it, but it's only four out of five. So show we were 0.2 off of uh, each other's ratings. No shout outs for today. We've done them all for the month, but please go over to wrestletalk.com. No, patreon.com forward slash wrestletalk and you can get your own shout outs over there because me and Luke have our review of TNA Bound for Glory 2005 going live. Yesterday. Now? Yesterday. Went live yesterday. That is a three hour deep dive podcast into TNA Bound for Glory 2005. A very, very fun show it was. And uh, yeah. I really enjoyed chatting through it with you because it was like all of the best and worst of TNA in one show. Some amazing wrestling and the ultimate X fell down. <laughs> Such a good moment. So like amazing X division match and Rhino won a battle Royals out of yeah. a five and a half minute match with Jeff Jarrett to win the, to world, win the world, world title. title. Uh, yes, please do go over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. You can get that and loads of other exclusive content from over the years. Now let's do our, I guess we can say it, Omega Chance. <gasps> Is it still redacted? Well, he was on TV. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them in. This is last call. Loki1349. The title match reminded me of how great Penta is, especially coming off the back of his mask versus mask match. He needs a world title run at some point. Maybe he takes it from MJF in 2023. It should be Penta. It should always have been Penta. Jam that jam. That's the thing with Penta <laughs> is that, yeah, like I think he... Yeah, he certainly deserves Bucky O'Hare is for a, a world title run, but 
it's not the right time. I don't even think in 2023 it'll be the right time. But maybe it is with the right packaging. It could oh, be. I can't see AEW ever getting behind him. You know, if they haven't gotten behind him at this point, I don't think he'll ever rise beyond a certain level, unfortunately. Chuck Cassis, member for 15 months. I think Ollie is right and wrong about titles. Everyone who has a title feels more special, but there are a tad too many. Get rid of the f- get rid of five titles, Tony. Easily done once Ring of Honor starts. Mm-hmm. Um, don't mind me, I'm at work, says me after the first match. Yes, BCC. Me after the backstage segment. No, BCC. Also, pour one out for the rankings. They're gone from all erased wrestling. It was a narrative device, but I like the sports-based contrast to WWE. At least we got Penta. I really liked the rankings. They didn't do anything. But that was the problem, wasn't it? Is that yeah. they never really decided what the rankings meant. I remember like the first few weeks of them releasing the rankings. All it was was Tony and Cody arguing with people on Twitter saying that they do make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laramie Eschnar. I just finished watching the latest Doctor Who special and I can't believe the Doctor regenerated into... I don't know if this is a spoiler. Maybe it's a joke into Michelangelo, but I guess it makes sense seeing as he is the best turtle. I have not seen Doctor Who for years. It's, it's far more incompetently booked than AEW. <laughs> Are you not excited that it's with its new direction? With Is it Russell T. Davis's back running the show I, now? I didn't like it when he... Well, I didn't know that's a lie. I did like it when he was first yeah. in And charge, they've but... just revealed the new logo, and it's the same as the old logo, the one from your childhood. <laughs> like, I thought it was really funny when I said this to my wife. I was like, it's nice to see that even Doctor Who is now on the that MCU nostalgia thing of like, hey, do you remember that thing you like when you were a child? Well, here it is again. Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm just going to quickly double check what he means by that because I think I know what he means, but I am, I do want to clarify. Uh, just to finish Laramie's chat. Ollie, I agree with you on title belts, and I'm not part of the Cornette crew. Um, well, it's fine to be part of any crew. Yeah, well, that's okay. So, yeah, Tennant was in the TMNT series, but he was Futajoid, not any one of the Turtles. <laughs> uh, to, to read all uh, three. To to read all to read all Rick with a question here. First off, Luke Dad was right. Hearing that table break spot was so satisfying. Was it me or did Penta almost win the belt? The ref had to adjust the last near full count. I think the referee was, was the referee was going down for that count. It was awesome. Shannon Smith criticised how they take too long to make certain matches happen, but love how they kept Hangman and Mox apart for three years. Press statement told me Hang was sent to hospital, concussed, released, doing well, resting. No, Tony, what is he doing right now? I guess. Oh, okay, it's a sarcast. It's sarcastic. Yeah. And also, like, it's, I think there's a slight difference between, I'm not criticizing how long they take to make matches. I wouldn't do that at all because that's the whole point of long term storytelling. Like, we praise how long it, not how long it took them to get to Hangman and Kenny because they told a very compelling story Mm -hmm. along the way. My point is, was more, I mean, it was a very sarky point of just, there have been lots of times where AEW just held off on doing something because, well, we'll do that in a year's time. And then a lot can happen in a year. Mm. And it, you know, there's every chance that Mox and Hangman might not have happened. Mox was working for AEW without a contract in the summer. Like he's only just signed his extension with them. Um, and on the press statement, it's a Twitter statement. Like freaking put it on a main show where every, all your loyal audience are going to be watching it. Not everyone has Twitter. I thought although they did. it doesn't feel that way sometimes. I thought they did enough. 
Phil Buckley, I hope Homicide is the one who answers Jericho's call and that's what gets Eddie involved now that Danielson beat the crap out of Sammy. I could see AEW not wanting to have those guys involved in a feud together so soon. Yeah, I'm really done with watching Kingston and, and Jericho feud. Yeah. Homicide's a fun one, though. <clears throat> um, I thought it might be Samoa Joe. Yeah, of course, because we didn't talk about it. Jericho's going to face any former a ROH Former champion. ROH champion. Yeah. Maybe it's, I mean, could be a big Cole return. Yeah, oh, that that's a good point. Um, but then why would you say any TV tag tie champion, all those bits? It sounds like that was a way to get someone in yeah. who hasn't been a world champion. Oh, what if it's Bobby Fish? <laughs> he was a TV champion. That'd be funny. Um, we didn't talk, because we didn't do it last week. Dalton Castle's match with Jericho. Oh, Freaking so Im- amazing. I wrote in my notes as well. I was like, it's really funny that Dalton Castle feels like the sports entertainer in this match. <laughs> Get that guy on screen every week. The boys, no one really cared about him when he came out. And by the end of the match, he was super over. Yeah. I thought Jericho did a great job getting him over. Love that presentation. Um, Chris Hill, yesterday was my birthday and I was at Dynamite with my friend Jenks. Swerve was super over, so was MJF, and QT got booed out the building on Dirk, Dance Chopper, and bring back Flying Uso. <laughs> so we haven't had that for a while, have we? Flying Uso! Maggle? That's like Smackdown Maggle, I love it. We got Flying <laughs> Uso! Ding, ding, ding! Okay. Nate S. Love Eddie. Give the crazed man a title shot. I don't always agree with Ollie's opinions, but that's why they're opinions. Still a great guy. Thank you. Glad I was able to catch the review live today. Getting real excited for full gear. Uh, Harrison Earl, Wardlow and Darby, two of the most over-homegrown AEW stars, now in feuds with two losers from a dead company. Why? Also, is Guevara less X-Pac and more 97 Shawn Michaels? Oof. No, it's not that. No, it's not that. Yeah, he is not that. And also, like, Michaels on TV was not getting that sort of, that level of heat. He was getting character heat, not you're a complete tool backstage heat. Yeah. Is a expletive, does nothing to hide it, but it's just that good, so you kind of respect it. And also, like, I, I stand, I, I, I go against this idea of two losers from a dead company. Like, they're AEW guys now. They mm. are your talents. Yeah. And ROH isn't dead. No, technically. It's, it's, it's currently, currently on AEW. Like, I just, I, I it's when the invasion, mm. well, we can't put them over there, WCW guys. Like, well, they're not. They're your guys. <laughs> you, they are being paid by you. You can make them good if you wanted to. Laxim Narasimhan B, Menberg for 14 months. Thank you. Uh, is this, if this is MJF planning a double cross, didn't they do the same thing with Garcia and the JAS? No, because Garcia and JAS was not a planned double cross. Yeah. Garcia made his choice. Yeah, I, I agree. That is different. Geo Melo T, hey guys, second year in a row at a wrestling show and loved last night. Was right by where Mox came out. But Jericho's next former ROH champion, who do you think next is next? While in a crowd, a few of us went to three names, Homicide, low-key and a returning coal i don't think they will associate themselves with low-key yeah i think there's more chance of it being michael elgin uh oh god no. <laughs> that's what i mean yeah um I, d- I don't think any of those though i think it won't be a former world champion hmm. um hot tag uh nick corvello says hey guys hope you've had a good week last week i mentioned that my la- it was my last ultra chat as a californian and this monday i completed my road trip to florida I had to start work the next day though so i haven't been able to fully unpack or watch anything that said instead of a road trip playlist or music video i opted to listen to my massive youtube <laughs> backlog of wrestle talk podcast there's nothing more american on a road trip than listening to a bunch of british guys and a canadian talk about worldwide wrestling seriously thank you for all the entertainment even if i couldn't pay attention to every talking point the voices were better than trying to flip 
flip through stations in every major area. Now to go serve some hurricanes <laughs> and hug some alligators. LOL. Oh, thank you so much, Nick. And I'm glad the move went well. Hope you're settling in. It is a stressful process. And I only had to move across a town. Yeah. You've moved across a country. JS Wooten has been a member for nine months. Ollie, just put the jacket on so we can all accept you're the heel of Wrestle Talk that we all know you are. Thank you. Thank God for Luke Owen in all of this. I am glad you um, genuinely do like AEW right Yeah, it's, now. I, I think it's a great I like show. AW, I, I, still wake, I still wake up every Thursday and I'm looking forward to each show. You know what? I, I do too. Um, so it's nice. I mean, this is what I always wanted Wrestle Talk to be. It's like you get both sides of, course. of the debate. Uh, Eddie Pat, it's boring if everyone just agrees on the same topic mm. of all times. Eddie Pat 14, hey guys, I was wondering if you could wish me luck on my midterms this week. Also, Luke, you mentioned Slayer on uh, a couple of Raw reviews ago, and I gave them a listen. Now I'm a fan. Any song recommendations? I mean, pretty much anything off of uh, South of Heaven, um, which is my go to Slayer album. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, actually, and really anything. I I know not a lot of people like God Hates Us All, but I think it is an awesome, like, new metalish album in a way. It's a very 2000s album, and I, and I love it for that. Um, yeah, yeah, and obviously, you know, the classics, Rain and Blood. Uh, Corey Break 87, or sorry, call it Corey Lebrec 87, rather. Ollie, it seems like you may have lost the plot. It's not the passion for the novel. That's okay. We've all been there, and people are here to hear for you that love you. Your forced heel gimmick was <laughs> naff, but naturally, let's welcome back Mr. Davis. <laughs> all hail the boss, Matt Carney. Oh, could, could I just just think? I, yes. I think most of that was in jest. But if anyone thinks I've lost passion for wrestling, I think in the last two months, ever since our Clash at the Castle party, it has been more intense than ever. Uh, trying to go to more independent wrestling shows. So, um. Uh, Matt Carney says, mental, emotional, physical. Gentlemen, which one do you prefer? Solid, logical story progression, highly passionate moments, or tight, mm. visceral, athletic wrestling? All are needed, but how would you rate them in regard to your own personal enjoyment? Well, that is a good question. Is Honestly, good. I would go emotional, mental, and then physical. In terms of like emotional top, mm -hmm. then mental, then physical. But it's close. Emotional yeah. is definitely up there, but mental and physical. I think, I, think I, I would 100% agree with you on that ranking, actually. But it's also, it's um, Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. Uh, uh, the, that, that triple, the um, Taker, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. The reason why that match is so great, because all three of them are there. Like, if you remove one of them, mm. it doesn't work as well as it does. And I think that's the same thing here. Like, you could rank who had the best performance in that match, but it only works because yeah. all three of them are there. Uh, don't mind me, I'm at work, says, unrelated. What do you think about watching the first season of Lucha Underground? Maybe as a Ooh. Patreon event. Watching Penta in the main event reminded me of him murdering folks in Lucha uh, Underground. God, that first season of Lucha Underground, I was like, this is the future. Um, that's, I, yeah. I, it, I don't know if it, it would generate interest, um, but it's something we can certainly put on the maybe pile. Mm. And lastly here, Swaggle Boone said, I usually only send in Ultra Tracks to get my criticism off my chest, but last night I just enjoyed a pretty good wrestling show, and I'll use this space to thank you guys for all of your work. Listen to the podcast, even for shows I'm not watching. Jam that jam. Thank you, Swaggle Boone. Glad you enjoyed it. Uh, yes, and you can uh, support this podcast by scanning this QR code that's just <laughs> above me. <laughs> Scan the QR code for... What was her music? It was like... <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Rage Shadow Legends for sponsoring this episode of the Rest Talk Podcast. Please do click the link in the video description down below or scan this QR code above me right now. And also click the link if you are a new user and join the spooky competition. A lot of fun. Thank you so much to Raid Shadow Legends. We are back tomorrow here on the WrestleTalk Podcast channel with myself, Chopper Pete and Tempest doing a bit of fantasy booking around the Elite and what possible storylines we could do and talking about CM Punk returning to WWE and would what would we want? Would we want to see it? What would we like to see? Crucially, if we have the choice, Stick with AEW or go to WWE. So that is all tomorrow on the Blackpool Content Club edition of the Rest Talk Podcast. Uh, but until then, I've been Lee Cohen, D-A-D. That has been Oliver Davis. Jam that jam. 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 A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.